Good morning. It's day 78 for Revival Talk. A little out of breath. I had to run down the stairs real quick. Um, in our new building, there's no problem with getting all your steps in. Never have to wonder about that. So I was going to talk about something controversial. Um, I know, Christianity is so controversial. But um, I wanted to talk about traveling in the Spirit, and here's why. The bigger thing that I'm trying to get at and even talking about traveling in the spirit is this, is that Western Christianity and religion have eliminated 99.9% .9 of what happens in the Bible. Pharisaism, legalism, church, like we want to keep everything controlled and we only want to be able to encounter what we want. And in this context of this glory revival, there is a there is so much that is coming into this this season, like this avalanche tsunami revival that is coming over the earth. That's not going to end. It's gonna it's gonna be continuing until the end. And so we have this culmination of every age of the church and everything that's been available in every previous age is come into this age and era and literally i believe that we are marking not just a season but a new era in how we do church we are returning to the book of acts we're returning to the actual gospel and there has been an investment by people you know the pharisees to kind of keep us in this place where we're wrapped tight consequently you know, the reason I would tell any student, if you want to experience the power of God to heal, to free, and do all those things, go overseas. Well, here's the prophetic word. That will be our norm in this country. We won't have to go overseas where people have more need and a greater spiritual grid for supernatural in order for people to begin to move in it. I remember... Reinhard Bonnke in his school evangelism, you know, he imagined at one point he saw a blood-washed Africa. And he's also seeing the same thing with America. So just my point in talking about travel in the spirit is simply to say that the palette is much larger than what we're allowing for. And if we are going to be the prophetic, intercessory, New Testament, Book of Acts church, which is the house that God is building in this hour, then we're going to have to open our palette up to some things that New Agers have stolen, that um, religion has tried to snuff out and, and burn people at the stake metaphorically for doing it. And we're going to have to realize that in this hour, there are greater works. There are things that Jesus has for us to do. So I'm going to give a couple of scriptural examples. I'm going to share one of mine and share one more. And then I'm going to tell you, if you don't go out and get Michael Van Flyman's book on how to travel in the spirit, then I think you're um, not wise. He does a phenomenal job of demystifying what's really just available to us. Okay, so first, 1 Kings 18, 10, 12 says, As the Lord your God lives, there's no nation or kingdom where my master has not sent you to, to search for you. And when they said, he's not here, he made the kingdom or nation swear they could not find you. And now you are saying, go to your master, behold, Elijah is here. It will come about that when I leave you, 
that my spirit, the spirit of the Lord will carry you where I do not know. I don't think that was a metaphor. All right, let's do another one. This is one that we all know, John 6. Now in the evening had come, the disciples went down to the sea. <laughs> this is one of my faves, except the part when Jesus opened the scroll, talked about him being the fulfillment of the gospel. You know, in the Jewish temple, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, sat down in the Messiah seat, and they ran him to the edge of the cliff. And what does it say? He walked through them. If they were there to kill him, I don't think they all just said, oh, we're done, just move out of the way and let him go. He walked literally through you, through them. So he walked in another dimension, not the one that we can see. And the unseen real, I love what Leanne Payne used to say about this, the unseen real is more real than what we're seeing. Um, Elijah, they knew this when his eyes, the eyes of the servant were open and they saw the armies of the Lord. We have to be able to see in both realms. If we're going to be that prophetic entity that pulls heaven down, that doesn't build the houses of religion, but builds the house of the Lord, which means actually accessing the agenda of heaven in real time, okay? Living an unscripted life in real time, like the book of Acts, like the heavenly man. If you haven't read that book, I posted it. So now when the evening came, the disciples were down, and after getting into the boat, they started across the sea to Capernaum. It had already become dark, and Jesus had not come to them. Sea gets stirred up, the strong wind comes, and when they row the boat about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and drawing near the boat, and they were frightened. But he said, don't worry, it's me. Don't be afraid. And they were willing to receive him. Here's the line that we leave out. And immediately the boat <laughs> was at the land to which they were going. I'll read another quick one. Acts. Remember, we're going back to the book of Acts. That's called the real church. <laughs> Novel idea. So he ordered the chariot to stop. This is about Philip. And they both went to the water. Philip was a eunuch. I'm not going to talk about that. And he baptized him. And when they came out of the water, the spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. It wasn't a metaphorical encounter. He wasn't having a daydream. He, you know, wasn't hallucinating because his meds were up too high. And the eunuch no longer saw him, but went his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself at Azos, and he passed through and kept preaching the gospel. If you read the heavenly man, you'll see what's normal. Book of Acts needs to be the book that we're looking at as our model for the church and the house the Lord's building today. The gospels are the books we need to be looking at to find, to see what theology is actually about because Jesus, as Bill Johnson said, is perfect theology. And so we have to come out of religious mindsets. Here's what I believe that revival is, is going to do for us. Because in the same way that revival brings this unmeasured grace that cast mountains into the sea that had never, <laughs> my lights always go out, how fun, that had never previously been able to move. When a couple gets up off the floor out of the baptismal pool, they hate each other and suddenly they're in love and they wanna be married. That's the kind of obstacle that revival brings. 
glory amplifies it even further. And we need the glory of God. So we need to be walking habitations of glory. So the other day, I go to lay down and take my nap. This is the first time that I'm aware of this one. And I had asked the Lord specifically about a request that I had been praying for my wife. And I, I wanted him to give me something tangible in the same way that we get a word from scripture. It's all, it's all good. Everything on the pilot is open to us. And so I go to take a nap and suddenly <laughs> I feel like my spirit, like a weighty presence come up and out of my body. And I'm at the ceiling of our bedroom. My wife says I'm asleep because she said I was asleep the whole time. I'm hearing everything about the conversation she's talking to on the phone but I'm still in my room and I go up into the sky and there I am, I'm out of my body in the sky. And then I end up in an apartment somewhere that I'm not aware of. And I see the stuffed couch. I see the picture of the bear on the wall. I see, and then the Lord speaks to me about a person who's distantly related to me and basically tells me you're in her apartment. And then I realized where she lived and what kind of decor made a lot of sense that I was literally in this, this person's apartment. And he said that she's not going to be here much longer, but I want you to know that she is with me. And I don't know all the reasons that God would tell me that but there's connections to my biological father who walked out. There's a you know, half sister. There's all these things in here that when you, we have an encounter, it's become something to pray into and to know that we can go back in it. And the reason I'm sharing this is vulnerable. It's controversial, but if we freely give away everything we receive, we open the door to reap it again. And I want more. I want everything that's in the book. And Jesus is giving us everything that's in the book. That is the restoration of New Testament Christianity. It is the, it is the version of the house he's building in this tsunami wave revival that is covering the earth. Okay? And the glory of the Lord showing up. Second place. There was a few other places. I forgot some of them. I'm a little new at this. <laughs> I end up in Hialeah, Florida, in my grandparents' house. Now, they've died many years ago. And back in those houses in that day, you had what were called Florida rooms. You had rooms that were surrounded with little crank windows. And I was in their Florida room. I see the room exactly as it was. I come into the front part of their living room, which was small, and I realize um, I'm in my grandma, my grandma's house and the Lord speaks to me, Holy Spirit. This is all <laughs> we want God to speak to us. This is part of the problem. This is part of what we need here. And he says, I want you to know that your grandma is with me. I never knew her status. I never knew when she died, I didn't know where she was. I grew up in the heathen pool. My family wasn't saved, okay? And so I was like, wow, it just like really, really touched me. It was like, okay, she's with you. Okay, that's cool. 
And the next place that I ended up in the spirit was I was over a country. I don't know country. Remember, I'm new. And so, but I see, if anybody has insight into this, if you're prophetic, just let me know what you think. I see cattle grazing in a pasture. And in the country, I want to say either part of India or part of that part of the world based on just the coloring and just the, the you know, the count, you know, the, the, the ethnic characteristics of the people that were there. And the Lord speaks and says that, that the land has been depleted and that the grazing that the cows are doing is no longer feeding them. The land is being depleted and the grazing that the cows are doing is no longer feeding them. Huge metaphor. <laughs> so many directions with that. It could be about that country. And so next thing I know, I'm in my bedroom. I'm still at the top of the ceiling and I feel heavy and I feel weighty and it's my spirit hovering over my room. I'm in a different part and I see the room at a different angle. I'm hearing everything my wife is saying in the other room and I'm not in my body. I'm just kind of hovering above it. And the Lord just said, you're gonna go back into your body and he said, and this is just the beginning. And when you go back in, you're going to wake up. I went right back into my body. I woke up and I came stumbling out of the room. And I said to my wife, get me in my notebook quick, help. Because I wanted to write down some of the things that I had seen. Every time we have an encounter, not only is it something that we can release. So I just release it over everybody. The ability to travel in the spirit. Um, the ability to move and go in places in the spirit, to see our spirit expand, to participate with Holy Spirit in other places because my spirit is not just contained to my body. And so I called a friend of mine, Michael Manblyman, who wrote the book, How to See in the Spirit. I'm like, am I normal? Am I really normal? <laughs> He's like, it sounds like a new, a new realm has been opened up that's gonna become your new normal. And I was just like, wow, thank you, Jesus. I'll give another example. Years ago, um, we get a call at two in the morning. And at two in the morning, I hear my wife yelling, yes, resuscitate her. And I'm like, okay, that got my attention. So evidently my uh, mother-in-law had died on the table, had been not breathing for eight um, minutes. She was in Colorado, um, very, a lot of internal disease issues going on that she didn't know about. And a, a friend of mine was in the house, very intercessor, get it, intercessor, prophetic, that's where we have to live. We wake him, tell him about it, and in the spirit he goes and he's over my mother-in-law, you know, literally doing the thing of starting her heart. My mother-in-law was a pastor's wife and to say, and to be honoring with her, because I love her, I would say that the depth of her own spiritual life wasn't as vibrant as many of us. And so she didn't have a grid for what she was saying next. She said, it's like the funniest thing, she told my wife. I woke, I saw this person, this friend of mine, in my room, over my body, pumping my heart when I came back and she called it that person's angel. I immediately later talked to my friend 
And he said, oh yeah, it was there. Many people have had these kind of encounters. Justin Abraham one time was in, he was holding some people that he loved in his heart. He gets a text from a conference in a different state from a friend saying, what are you doing on the stage? He wasn't on the stage. He was in his house. But as he mused in his heart and the love that was there for these people, he literally traveled in the spirit and appeared in the physical. There's a whole lot more to this. Uh, Michael in his book gives it a much better foundation than I can touch. I'm very new at this, but my primary purpose in sharing that, that experience today is because my prayer and the thing that I am wanting to release over all of us is this. Jesus, you said that I'm in you and you were in us. And that because we are one and we are in union with you, I ask that you would awaken our spirit and our heart to the reality of the unseen real. I'm gonna give one more example because I can't help myself. One time Michael in his book, you can read this yourself, he sees a crystal glass in the spirit. And if I tell it a little tiny bit off, I know he'll forgive me. Um, and the Lord said, reach out and grab the glass. And this is in the spirit. So in my spiritual eye, I see he sees a crystal glass. He reaches out, grabs the glass, and it materializes into a real glass. Everything that my friend Michael has you know, that I love this man and everything that he says that, that the Lord has really done with him. A lot of it has been to teach and really impart something that gives instruction or demonstrates something that is available. And the lesson in that one was that the unseen real is more real than what we're seeing. We have spiritual eyes that I release over myself and you and everyone, anybody that you share this with, that my eyes would be fully open. It's the same way that we see into the, uh, the angelic. If you read Blake Healy's book, he, one of his first books, the guy grew up thinking he was crazy and everybody wanted to like put him in an asylum because he could see the, the angel and the demons in the room. And I know there's gonna objection, like what does that have to do with the gospel? Look, it has to do with being a revelatory body. And in this era of the church, we do not function without revelation. We are not building kingdoms with five-year plans and huge buildings anymore. That day and era is over. In this era, we become a intercessory and we become a prophetic body who literally is ascending and descending like Paul whose world was so blurred that he didn't know which one he was in, heaven or earth. The line was never meant to be separate. And we've propagated this teaching through the church that we have brass heavens, closed heavens, all these things. As if, because what happens with that, let me say this. There is no work that you can do to encounter more spiritually. There's no work. And Jesus is going to make sure that that is the point because the humility piece for us is agreeing with God and agreeing with what's in the book of Acts and read the heavenly man. 
please read that. That he went and he shared at Bethel the things that he did when he was imprisoned and his legs had been broken and the, literally the prisoners had to carry him everywhere he went. The Lord said, if you want to get healed, jump off the bed. He was on a top bunk bed with broken legs and he jumped off the bed and he literally, his legs were healed immediately. He literally was in jail and had angels come and let him out. This is a man from China where this is very illegal and you could die. You go to other third world or you go to Arabic countries, you'll see the same thing. There is no way to win a people in this generation or any generation without the tangible habitation and glory of the Lord. And because he's making us that habitation, we must open ourselves up to the things that we don't know. And don't be afraid because Jesus's ability to keep you is so much larger than the enemy's ability to take you into territory. You have union with Jesus. You have connection to people who know you well and can speak into your life. And everything that you hear in secret, unless the Lord says, don't share it, we share it from the mountaintop. We say, because whatever you want to manifest, you have to release. That's why in my conversation the other day about destiny, I said, pray for 100 people and you suddenly will be there. The thing that quickly transports you into the new place and opening that God has for you so that your convergence is complete and you're doing the thing that you were made for. If you want to see destiny change and you want to see the kind of suddenlies that come in this era of the church where we do acceleration and we do the redeeming of time and Jesus redeems time by making what happens in one year like a hundred. So for many of us, we look at our age, we look at where we're at in the process and we don't, and we look at our string of loss and we think that God hasn't been a part of that. The enemy has always had the permission to steal from us and to kill. Jesus has always been the one who can take anything that he throws out, whatever deck of cards he deals, and he can redeem it. And when he does, it's always exceedingly abundantly beyond whatever we could think. The new mentality in this era of the church is fulfillment. This is a holy revolution where God is taking all of the least of these, the ones whose capacity to love is the most broken, inhabiting that weakness and making us the man, this manifest sons and daughters of God who literally release the glory of heaven on the earth. This is what we were made for. We are not merely human. So Father, we repent for years of religion. We repent for years of religious church. And we ask that you would return us to your original intent the book of Acts, which was never supposed to go away. And Jesus, I ask that for all of us, that you would open the unseen real, the angelic, traveling in the spirit, unusual miracles, anything and everything, trips to heaven. Lord, we want to ascend and descend from heaven. And the only way, Jesus, that we can fulfill the mandate that you have 
on the earth for the revival that will not end, but will take the world by storm and make everything that's ever been dark bright, no matter how dark it gets, is for us to be that revelatory, prophetic church whose palate is completely open to all things in your spirit. And so, Jesus, I release and ask for the expanding of the spiritual eyes, the expanding of our palate and our ability to see, our ability to hear. Everything we get by revelation, whether we are traveling by the Spirit or seeing the angels in the room, is not for our benefit. It is beneficial for us. It's because revelation is the key in this era to establishing the kingdom. We will not establish it by any form. The function has changed and the forms are gone. And this is the era of walking an unscripted life, truly led by the Spirit and truly living out the book of Acts, just as it was written, and then more. Read The Heavenly Man and it'll blow your mind. Read Michael Van Vlyman anything on angels or how to see in the spirit. I know that this is controversial. And the truth is I, I don't really care um, because to whomsoever will, whoever's ears are open and can hear, the spirit of the Lord is going to release more. All I know is I'm surrounded by desperately hungry people. If you want it all, he wants to give it all to you. And we haven't seen anything yet. Tip of the iceberg. So Jesus, we give you an unqualified yes. No matter what it costs, we want everything that in heaven that you can manifest in any form or fashion to be our new normal. And we say to you, as many have said in the scriptures, here am I. Here am I. We say, here am I, he shows up. Use us. Do things that are extraordinary, that are beyond our comprehension. And I'm asking that for every one of us, may we be the walking habitation, the glory dispenser of the kingdom, and a sign and a wonder ourselves. And that when we walk into any atmosphere, the manifestation of heaven begins and the glory falls. We need that kind of power and we need the glory of the church and the glory of heaven to cover the earth. There is no way to transform a generation and to bring in a harvest that is multi-billion without revelation. We receive the house you're building and we say, here we are. I want my tool belt complete in Jesus' name. If this helps share it, please read Michael's books. I'm telling you, people are out there that talk about this much better than I can, and they lay the foundation for it. Let's just do what's in the Bible, shall we? All right, love y'all. Thank you. Blessings.